This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, sweetie. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm hanging in there. Thank you. Thank you. Sure wish we lived closer. I could sure do a girl's night out. <laughs> That'd be nice. I'm telling you, man. I, I need it desperately. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Enjoy your day, hon. You too. You have a wonderful and God-filled day. I plan on it. Thank you, hon. Okay, love you. I love you too. Good morning, ladies. Happy Saturday. Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy Saturday and Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you. You're very welcome. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, welcome.
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Happy Saturday to everyone. Good morning, good morning. Happy Saturday and welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Happy Saturday. Morning, good morning. Happy Saturday to all. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. I am your greeter this morning. Happy Saturday. Good morning and welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Saturday, sweetie. Happy Saturday as well. Thank you. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everybody? Happy Saturday. Brother E, good morning. Happy Saturday. Good morning, family, and JC. This is Bubbly. Happy Saturday. Hey, sis. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning, JC. It's Diane. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Diane. Happy Saturday, hon. Anyone else? Good morning, good morning. Okay, what's well, time to move on to the next segment of the call? Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello again, my name is JC and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 o'clock a.m. 
specific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in January for the monthly theme entitled Pursuing God. You don't want to miss the messages, teachings, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declares. There's one announcement today. If you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. The order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Bubbly. Declaration will be brought by Moses. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. Once again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Bubbly. Declaration will be brought by Moses. Then we will go right into closing comments. Scripture for today is Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter it Excuse me, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior bubbly. You guys have a blessed day. Good morning, Heavenly Father. We thank you, all God, for this brand new day, the fourth day of January in the year 2020, Lord God. We are so grateful that we made it over, Lord God. We made it over, Lord God, because of your grace and your mercy, God. We thank you, oh God, for this fourth day, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, that we made it because some people did not make it over, Lord God. And we just thank you and we bless your name, Lord God. I first want to ask, oh God, that you look out and look over and give us your peaceful touch to those who have lost family members, to those who have lost loved ones, Lord God. We know that you know all things well, Father God. We just thank you in advance for what you are going to do in the lives of your people, God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are the true and living God. We can't do nothing without you. We thank you, oh God, for your word, God. We thank you for who you are in our lives, Lord God. We thank you for the victories that have already been won and the ones that are going to come. We are trusting you, God, more now than ever before, Lord God. We just lay out on our face, Lord God, to worship and praise you, Lord God, and and give a heart of thanksgiving, Lord God. God, I can't thank you enough, God. I'm asking, oh God, that you continue to comfort our nation, Lord God. We are in turmoilic times, God, but we know you are the author and the finisher of our faith. You are you are the healer. You can do all things well, Lord God, and we will give your name the praise, Lord God. I thank you, oh God, for my declared victory family where there is so much in it, Lord God. There's friendship, friendship, sisterhood, brotherhood, fellowship, God. we I thank you for six years, Lord God, six years of declaring victory, Lord God, and learning how to walk this walk, oh God, how to um, be strong in it, Lord God, to 
to build you up, build you up, Lord God, to build each other up, Lord God. We just give your name glory and honor, Lord God, on this day, Lord God, because this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it, Lord God. God, we just thank you right now for your covering of our children, Lord God, our grandchildren, Lord God. All the children out there, Lord God, we just want to ask that you keep them covered, Lord God. This world is just getting so out of control, like lives are being taken from our youth and our young people, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, because you are a keeper, Lord God. We just love you and we adore you, Lord God. There is no one like you, God. I ask you, oh God, to continue um, to bless those who are have prison ministry, that they go and share who you are to those who may be lost and for those who just need you, Lord God. God, I need you and can't do nothing without you. I thank you for the closeness that we are sharing with one another, Father. You are just just too good. I'm just so good. God, I just can't thank you enough, Lord God. I lift up your name on high because you are worthy of all praise and glory and honor belong to you, God. I just thank you, Jesus, for my church home, God. I thank you for allowing me to get somewhere where I get in where I fit in, Lord God, to lift up your name, Lord God. I thank you so much for the sisterhood and the connection you gave with me and the Keisha, Lord God. That is, friendship and sisterhood is so important, Lord God. So I'm thanking you so much for her and and our church family, Father. I ask you to lift up all the churches that are open in your name, Lord God, that are teaching your word and your truth, Lord God, that are being given your holy word and sharing it with us, Lord God. I ask that you give us more of a heart to get closer to you, God, to get in your word more, Lord God. Less of me and more of you, Father. I just thank you. I just thank you and adore you, Lord God. Ask that you touch on my brother Moses as he prepares to give us a word about you, Lord God, to help us to love you more, to pursue you more, to open up our hearts and our ears today to hear what thus says the Lord, Father. We just praise you. We adore you. I lift up your name, Lord God. I just love you and can't do nothing without you. So in saying all that, Father God, I ask that everyone would please take off their take their phones off mute and join me in the first Saturday of praise of the year 2020 and give God your God, praise. Thank you God. this morning, Lord God, for waking us up in our right mind. Thank you, God. We bless your name this morning. For you are great and great is to be God, we just give you all the glory and honor this morning. Because we did not concern you, we are the people, God. God, we bless your name. We give you praise this morning, Lord God. We thank you because you are everything to me. You do not say I can love you, not everything, God. The God who has given creation to the universe, heaven, and all that there, God. God. We thank you for your unconditional love this morning, God. We thank you, Lord God, for opening our eyes to see the dawn of a brand new day, 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 a brand new day
for being able to open our mouth and to give you praise, God. We sit for everything that has breath. We pray in the Lord. So God, we pray in the Word. We just give you the praise. By the name of Jesus, we love you, Lord God. We love you, Lisa. We love you, Lord God. Have your way in the Lord. God, we thank you for this first Saturday. We thank you Thank you, 
pursuing God, but specifically what I'm going to be talking about this Saturday and, and next Saturday, I'm going to kind of break this out into two part because I think there's a lot of information with it. And what I want to say is, is probably a lot more for really two hours worth. And I know that we're probably going to have a lot of information. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to condense it as much as I can in both days. But today I'm not going to follow a traditional declaration structure in the past that I might have given with talking points and, and it's more structured out and, and written out today. I'm going to, I'm just going to share why, what I've been through, why I feel that it is so, so I'm not even going to say beneficial, why it is so crucial for us to be spending time with God. And when I say spending time with God, I mean communion time with God. And don't get it confused necessarily with taking communion at church. And, and sometimes we do that on, on Easter and some churches do that once a month. And I know that like more, more recently, a lot of weddings will, somebody will take communion and that's where you have the bread and the, and the, the grape juice. And we're not talking about that kind of communion. The communion that I'm referring to is a daily personal communion with God, spending time with God, spending time in prayer, intercession. It's going to look different for everybody. And I want to talk about that over the course of these next two, uh, you know, declarations, I would say, essentially. But I want to get into what it looked like for me, my testimony, the difference that it made in my life, the difference that it made in vision in my life, the difference that it made with pursuing God. And to be completely, absolutely honest with you, Everything I've gone through has come back to this one concept in life. I think this is the singular most important thing that has ever happened to me in my entire life. My, my absolute entire life, the most important thing is Sabbath and spending time with God. And to me, they're interchangeable because that, that's a place where I, where I rest. It's a place where I get refreshed. It's a place where I meet with God, where I talk with God. And so it has evolved over the years. And it has changed. So I just want to give that real, this real quick intro on, on what it has looked like. And then I want to talk about how, how I've maintained it, how it's evolved and how it's changed over the years and, and how it can really benefit me. And I've, I've been, I've served in a lot of different capacities in different churches for different leadership and different organizations and even, uh, not just churches, but different religious organizations, whether, they were nonprofits or they were uh, just, just anything. The one thing I think everything has come back to, I've had seasons of there's been increase in the prophetic. And then there's been seasons where I don't get really anything prophetically. And there's been seasons where there's a lot of just show up at this time work and you you're setting up and you're setting up stages and you're doing all things. And then there's been seasons of uh, I'm, I'm not serving at all. I'm just attending, just getting poured into, just getting fed. So the one thing that has remained consistent through everything is my personal time with God, my communion time with God. The one area that has absolutely changed my life, and I mean entirely 100%, I can say this with full confidence, the one thing that has made it to where my life has truly changed has been my time with God and spending time with God. And to be completely honest with you, I think the one thing that I put such a high precedence on in my personal life, even so sometimes, I'm going to be honest with you here, 
I feel guilty sometimes when I don't spend time with God because not because of a, you know, like a religious mindset. And it's like, Oh, if I don't go pray or if I don't go in my room and, and put on some worship and or I'm going to my office and put on some worship and close the door and, and just read a verse or two, I'm going to make God mad. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm just a bad Christian. No, I'm not trapped in any type of mindset like that. What I, I think the reason why I feel that sense of guilt is because I just, I know that it's a free gift. It's like somebody saying, oh, hey, I made dinner for you. Can you stop by at six to pick it up? And and just not putting any priority on stopping by to pick that up at six. It's that kind of guilt. It's like, oh, well, you know what? That, that was for me. That was something special set aside for me. And I just didn't prioritize it. That's more of what I feel because it's so important to me. And it's such an amazing gift. And I've learned that I I have not even been able to to see progress in some areas in my life because I haven't been able to step back and just be still with God. And at the core of it, today's message, I really want you to take that away from today. Tomorrow we'll get more, I mean, I'm sorry, next Saturday, we'll get more technical into this. And I do need to um, wrap it up a little bit early. I do have an appointment in, in a little bit, so won't be able to go as long as, as I normally do. But, um, and, and, I'll, and I'll make it, uh, I'll pray us out at, at the proper time for that. But I, I want you to take away this one thing today. And that one thing is this, your life, everything around you, everything that we put our hope in, everything that we put our happiness in. And, and to be honest, as Christians, we don't even always put our joy in the Lord. It might be in subsets of things that are associated with the Lord, maybe even a promise. We might even put our joy and our happiness in the fulfillment of a promise. We might put our joy, our happiness in a title or a role or a relationship and so many other things. And I'm going to tell you, no matter what it is, it will not bring you the happiness that you think that it's going to bring you. Whether it is a job, it is a partner, it is the breakthrough in an area, everything requires work. Everything requires maintenance. Everything requires a lot of us. But nothing will bring us the joy, the satisfaction, and the fullness that only God can bring us. And our activation point for that, our connection point, our secret place is our communion time with God. I have, and to start everything out now, I would say that in my adult life, I have walked into a lot of promises from the entire life cycle. I'm talking the entire product life cycle of a promise. I have from dreaming, hearing from God, to praying for it, to believing for it, to giving up on it, to believing in it again, to giving up on it again, and then repeating that season for about nine times, waiting, thinking that I didn't hear from God, thinking that it was wrong, wanting to quit, wanting to walk away from church, wanting to walk away from God, and then walking into a promise in my life. And and that has been multiple times in my life that I've I've walked through that life cycle of promise with God multiple times and and each time has been the same for each, for each one of them there's been times absolutely where I lost faith faith absolutely where I lost patience absolutely where I had frustration and they and they all differ because every promise from God is comes back to the fundamentals of that we find in scripture, but it looks different for each one of us in our own life. There's things we pray for. There's things we believe for. Uh, we can petition to God. We can ask. We can pray. It, it's not just robotic and, and, and black and white. There's a lot of gray areas where 
uh, things are going to happen that might not look like anything that you've ever seen somebody else go through, but it will always conform to what scripture says. It just, the way it elaborates is, is entirely different for some of us sometimes because we're all different people. But I can say that I've, I've absolutely walked through that path multiple times. And I can tell you this, the one thing that is common with walking into a promise is a season of, of depression right after you walk into it. And it's the weirdest thing because there's been things that I've prayed about for so many years, so many years, things that if you would tell me, hey, it's going to happen tomorrow, I'd be freaking out. I'd be so excited. I'd be so happy. I can't believe, you know, let's say I had this promise to uh, have something healed, you know, like maybe like, a, let's just use an example. Like um, when I was younger, I had a skin condition, right? And I would always pray about it. And, and it was a really bad bad skin condition and luckily it wasn't on skin that was was showing it was everything that I could put clothes over and t-shirts and you know parts of my body that no one you know would ever see and and it, it just my skin would hurt and it was and it was a condition that was activated based on climate so like if I went somewhere really cold I'd be okay but if I went to a warm uh, climate place a temp or you know somewhere with a warm climate it would it would activate and and it would hurt and I just hated it because it would keep me up at night because of the pain sometimes and I'd pray for a breakthrough in this I'd pray and pray and pray and pray and just pray to God because if you've ever had an ailment or an illness that actually prevents you from sleeping you know what I'm talking about it's no longer just like oh I'll just you know take an aspirin or just you know this and that this is actually affecting rest this is affecting things that that you take important you can't maybe go play sports or do certain, certain things long-term. And some people have health, health issues that are a lot deeper than just a skin condition. You know? So that was something I prayed and prayed about. And then you just think you wrap up your entire confidence, you wrap up your entire peace, you wrap up everything in the, either the elimination of a problem that a fulfilled promise will bring or the change in your life, the answer to deep inner questions that you feel a promise will bring. And, and we all we all do that in a sense because our promises represent a change. They represent there's condition A, promise happens, and it brings about condition B. It's it's absolutely a change. It's absolutely something that's different in our life. If you're if you're hoping and praying for a husband or a wife, and you know you've had it prophetically backed up and got you know you're standing on top of you know I have favor with God. This is something that God will will demonstrate this favor with is something I'm holding on to. This is something that um, I just, I know that, I know God has told me, I know that I'm holding on. I'm, I'm being very intentional with, with, you know, my interactions with, with members of the opposite sex and everything. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a promise. It's something that you're holding on to because you know that deep down that it is going to bring joy. And, and I can absolutely confirm that it absolutely does bring joy, but it's not going to, it's not going to bring, it's not your end all deal. It's not going to, it's not going to, if you weren't happy single, you're not going to be happy. Man. And if you didn't understand and know how to be independent on your own and, and just finding joy with God single, then you're not going to find it married. It's just not going to happen. It, it's not going to just be an answer. And I've been on both sides of that fence where I was single thinking all my life problems were going to go away when I would just be married. And I read every marriage book and I did everything in the, and, and I stopped dating for three years. I, I had such high standards and then I had, 
standards where I just didn't care who I dated because I just was tired of being alone. And I had all these, and I just wanted to be married. I just wanted so badly to be married because I was just so alone. And I felt so abandoned by so many bad decisions in my life and failed previous relationships that I tried to force because of maybe there was a basis of loneliness and, and hurt. And I even stayed in some bad relationships longer than I should have. I stayed in some bad relationships way past their expiration date because I started to decrease my decrease. Maybe I started to decrease my, my own self value and my self worth because I was so desperate to feel loved and to have the attention of somebody else that I would decrease my value so that anybody could get through the door so I can just get what I needed. And it was very selfish. And it, and it happened because I thought that that love and attention that I so desperately, so desperately wanted from another person would, would satisfy that answer, that question mark that was deep within my heart since I was a kid. And, and I think we all have question marks deep down in there. And so you begin to develop this, this vivid picture of life and the world and why things happen in certain seasons and certain times. And, you know, there's, there's times for absolutely everything. And, and you start to see how God can utilize everything in life and death and, and through good and bad. And, and it's all to send a message. It's, it's not a matter of personal satisfaction because that is absolutely impossible. No human being died, we would complain that we lived forever. No human being was ever anything of any sort of experience that would lead us to a greater understanding picture of God. We would hate it. When Jesus himself walked to this earth, we demanded not one sign, but multiple, multiple signs to not just prove once, but continuously. It was never good enough. I remember reading this. Uh, comic. It was like one of those little like Sunday, I don't know, like Sunday morning newspaper comics, and and uh, like the, they have like little po- political comics and things like that. And this guy was saying, um, you know, I'm probably gonna totally butcher this, but it was like the dog that could go play fetch, and and like he he threw, he was never happy, never pleased with the dog, and so like he he throws it out in the water. And the dog walks on water and gets the bone and comes back. And like, he complains that, oh, this dog can't even swim. You know, and, that, and that's how we are. It, it's, we have an appetite. And, and that's what a lot of it comes back to with like the garden and you look at things like we have this insatiable appetite sometimes where we need more and more and there's this greed about it. So when we receive something good, that's where you see this kind of contradiction biblically, biblically where it's like, oh, you know, the desires of our heart, but the heart is wicked. And a lot of people are like, but if the heart's wicked, why would God give us the desires of heart? And it's it's not necessarily to say that our heart is a blueprint for what, what, what God is going to give us, but it's saying, here's condition A again, and here's what naturally human beings are like. But upon conformance to the will of God, our heart will begin to align with what truly matters, and that's a relationship with God. And when we get to that place is when we start to receive things in the proper heart, in the proper attitude. And that's what I want to talk about first and foremost today, is that a lot of us that are waiting for breakthrough in a lot of areas is mainly because we can't handle it. And in a lot of ways, we will forget God. And I don't care how, quote unquote, advanced you are, 
I don't care what school you went to. I don't care how well you know the Bible. You will absolutely forget about God. We, we it's it's just in our it's in our DNA. It, it's absolutely in our DNA that once things are comfortable, we're going to kick back the gas a little bit. We're going to and that's what we do. Once we pass up a car, you know, you kind of ease up off of you know. Once you get to where you need to be, once we're taken care of, in a lot of ways, it's way easier for us to just forget. It's way easy for it. And, and this is very consistent. You see this. Re- I'm not going to read all of the chapter because it's really long, but you see this. And, and not just even the chapter of, of Deuteronomy 8, but you see this entirely in Deuteronomy. And I love how Deuteronomy 8 is just simply titled, Do Not Forget the Lord. And, and you see this r- right, off, right off top, just right away. Be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase in the interim, possess the land the Lord promised, an oath to your ancestors. You know what? I'm just going to read it. Um, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you or your, your ancestors had known. To teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. And, and feel this with me. I want you to feel this. I want you to really feel this with me. If you've been there, if you're there right now, because this is going to set us up for, for a really, really firm understanding of where we're going today. Really feel these words as, as I say this, as I'm reading directly out of Deuteronomy 8. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, and deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce. You will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud. And you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known to humble and test you so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. Like the nations the Lord destroyed before you, so you will be destroyed for not obeying the Lord your God. The reason why you have to struggle before you walk into the fullness of a promise from God is to prepare you to maintain that promise. If you've been struggling for a long time, it's because you have a long preparation to prepare you for not dropping the maintenance necessary to 
hold on to that promise long term, to lead that promise, to take care of it, to conquer that promise, whatever it is, whatever it looks like. Because when you get there, a lot of things are going to change. And the reason I'm saying this is because I feel this really on my heart that a lot, if you're listening today, I really genuinely believe, I know that about a month ago or so, I talked about holding on to see your promise through. But what I'm here today to say is to warn you, is to say you are going to walk in that promise. And it's a lot closer than you think. And, and you've warred and, and you've, you've had warfare and you've prayed and you've stood on top of that promise and you've battled and you've had the seasons where you've had nothing. But I'm here to tell you now, you're going to walk into your promise very soon. You're outside the gates, you're outside the door, and it's being opened for you and a place is being prepared for you. But as I'm speaking to you right now and I'm at my desk right now, I'm looking down at my hand and on the back of my right hand, I have tattooed in bright, bright, bright black ink. It's on the back of my hand. It's been there for about five years now. And it's in this cursive script writing and it says Deuteronomy 8. And I have a lot of people compliment me on, I have, I have a lot of hand tattoos and I have a lot of people compliment me on that one, even though, you know, it's not, not really done well. And it was done in someone's kitchen, <laughs> to be honest with you. I, um, a lot of people always ask me, what's that verse about? You know, it's a, it's a huge conversation starter. What is Deuteronomy 8? And I, and I got that tattoo on the back of my hand because I knew that I would walk into my promise one day. And I knew my heart. I knew how I was. And I knew that I can get lazy and I can procrastinate and I can put off spending time with God and I can put off, you know, I just like, ah, I'm not really feeling church. It's very easy for me to find reasons not to go to church, to be honest with you. I mean, it's easy for me to find reasons to not even want to be a part of church bodies. I mean, if you've ever read Facebook comments or like Instagram comments to religious topics or subjects, the church is just, I mean, I feel like the church hates other believers more than they hate sin. Like, it's just the craziest thing. Like, we're constantly looking for a reason to rip apart somebody's theology, somebody's doctrine. It's not even judging in the way that God judges. We're trying to judge the way man judges. It's the only way we know how to judge. And I feel like we're just, it's just divided. You read a comment section, you could find out why people don't even believe in church because we don't even believe in each other. You know, and you see something like that, it's very easy to step away. It's very easy to say, well, I don't want to be a part of that. It's very easy to say, well, I got what I, what I need. I don't want to be there. And I knew that I needed to write that down on myself. And there's other places in Deuteronomy, it doesn't say to necessarily tattoo it, but they're, they're instructed, write this down so you don't forget it. Because it's that serious. It's that important. And I'm going to tell you, it is very, very easy to get comfortable in, in your promise. It is absolutely I've had it happen multiple times, multiple times, multiple times where I walk into a promise and I stop going to church. And you think to yourself, when you're struggling in your season in the wilderness, you're thinking to yourself, oh, man, I love God. I'm not walking away. This God is with me. He has provided. He gave me, he, you know, somebody, he put on somebody's heart to bring me 50 bucks and I had no money. I was starving. I was overdraft. All this, like God is good. And then you walk into a place where like, you're making a lot of money. You're walking in a place where you got a good job. You're walking in a place where you got a nice car. You're walking in a place where you got these things. I'm not saying that God doesn't, you know, there's, there's a lot, wherever your belief system is on prosperity and, and, and all that, that's not important. We're talking about when a promise is fulfilled. So please stick with me on that because I know there's a lot of 
division on as far as the prosperity gospel. And that's not what I'm preaching right now. What I'm talking about is walking into something that you prayed for and that replacing our faith, that replacing what we trust, we just absolutely believed in God for. And, and you have to remember that's why we struggled. We struggled so it would prepare us to maintain this because you know what? You know, I know a lot of people. I mean, at any time in my Christian walk, I could have named five people to you that I knew that were telling me, hey, can you keep me in prayer uh, for, for a spouse? Keep me in prayer for a husband and wife. And there's people I just see it so clearly on. And, and I'm very delicate. I'm very careful with that, that, that word. I, I, I don't give that word necessarily like, oh, hey, I just saw. And I've, I've felt somebody's husband or wife's name before they even met that person. And I didn't, I just interceded for them. I didn't get the clearance to, to speak to them. I've believed for them. That is a huge promise. But that is one that is common. That is one that is absolutely, absolutely common, right? And I've seen people have that where they pray so hard for a partner, for a spouse, for a partner. And then I've seen that same relationship, that same marriage fail years after, after it began because that person just put too much in the other person. And I'm not trying to say, oh, yeah, this happened. I'm not trying to trivialize someone's experience because that's a very real experience. And any of us who have had any kind of any any kind of heartache from a relationship, that is not an easy thing. That is that's not a small thing, and it's it's absolutely not a trivial matter. But I'm here to warn you that no matter what it is that you're believing for, you have to make sure that that does not become your idol. That does not become your God. You have to have balance with it. And having communion time will always create a fresh, renewable, refreshing source of peace, and satisfaction, and joy. So that you can then go out and maintain this. You constantly see in the Gospels, Jesus constantly going off to spend prayer and communion time alone. Okay, this, this is something you see. He was in the boat across from everybody. He, was, he went off to pray. He woke up early. He stayed up late. He, he knew that it was going to a secret place. There's the biggest thing and it's such a huge thing. You have to go off to a secret place with, with God. And eventually over time, you know, like I said, it's going to begin to evolve. It's going to, it's going to change the way you look at it. So what I want to close out with is after just, I wanted to lay those foundations first, but what I want to close out with is what it looked like for me. So I've been talking about it a lot, but now what does it actually practically look like? How do you actually maintain that in your life? How do you actually develop a personal communion, alone time, a secret place with God? Because I've, I've gotten exact jobs at the exact day that I heard God tell me in communion time. I've met people, even on Declare Victory, God has given me specific words for people that I've never met or never known of and specific messages for those people in times of communion. It's even happened for people out in the world where I'll be, I'll have, I have a, a, a notebook that is specifically dedicated to words of knowledge where God will tell me, you're going to meet this person at this time that is going through this situation. I want you to pray and say this to them. And you, you pray and you say those words to them and it, it absolutely recharges and brings this reconciliation that they, or, or that they didn't even know they still had with God. They might've given up believing in God. They might've given up on something. So many things are powered from that place. If you are a prophetic person, if you have the calling, the anointing of, of the office of prophet over your life, your number one, your number one place that you will be 90% of the time is on your face in your prayer closet, interceding, 
if you're a profit, that's what you do 90% of the time. The other 10% is being out there in the world interacting and, and vision and, and speaking things out. But 90% of your job will be praying. I mean, this, if you're a pastor, you're praying, you're spending communion time with God on how to instruct and how to lead your congregation. That's huge. Every pastor I know wakes up at five, six, seven in the morning, a lot of them four in the morning because they got to just pray. They got to hear from God. Lord, what do you want to speak this week to the congregation? What do you want me to lead people in? Everything you do, if you want to be successful in life, it has to start from that place. If you want to have peace, if you want to learn how to fight, whether it's an emotional battle, whether it's a mental battle, whether it's breakthrough, whether you need hope in something, it's going to start by slowing back down. Because a lot of us are still even waiting to walk into breakthrough because we don't know how to wait into breakthrough. We don't know how to wait under God in those private places. So I'm going to give you a little testimony about what it looks like for me, because I, I do believe this. I do believe that Sabbath. I do believe that rest. I do believe that a lot of, a lot of this stuff looks different for um, communion, Sabbath, rest. I, I kind of group it. I'm going to use all those terms kind of interchangeably. I do believe that they all look differently based off of who you are, but the result is the same. And the connection and the clarity from God is all the same. So, Man, you know, going on almost 10 years ago, I started to undergo all the changes that were going to lead me to a just recommitting my life to the Lord. I went through a bunch of stuff in, in my early, early 20s, late teens, and I'd grown up in the church and just went through a bunch of stuff. I walked away from all that, and I just... I. I never really believed in a lot of that stuff. I was, I, I just, I saw a lot of the behind the scenes of, of church life and I just, it was a bad experience. And I just, as I got older, I knew that I just didn't want to really follow that. I, I felt God, I had felt experiences with God, but it to me became limited to, I would say a prayer if I was in a really tight spot in life. And that was about it. I didn't go to church. I didn't do any of that. I was an alcoholic. I was, I was partying all the time. It was, it was just a dark time in my life. So you fast forward through that, I, I, I begin to reconnect with, with God and I would start to, I had, I had to change my life. I had to turn around my life. So I moved in with my parents in my early 20s, 22, around there. And I had to, I had to reset. I, I cut everything out of my life. I had to reset. And I was just going to college full time. That was all I would do. I, I just went to college. I, I had a GI Bill paying for school full time, and then they'd pay me to go to school. So in my spare time, I would go out to my parents' garage, and I would just read my Bible. I don't know what it was. It was the most random thing one day at 22, just randomly go out there and read my Bible. And I loved it. I just I, I didn't care for it necessarily growing up, but in my early 20s, I just... It just changed. And that time became special. I'd be in class or I'd be in traffic and barrier traffic. And I would, um, I would be looking forward to getting home and spending my communion time with the Lord. I didn't know that that's what it was at the time, but I just knew that it felt good studying. And I'd bring up my Bible and I'd read a section of the Bible. And then I would, I would Google something and I'd jump on Wikipedia. And then I'd start to I'd start to learn, okay, well, what did that mean? What languages was the Bible originally written in? Who, who wrote this? 
portion? Why, why, does, why, does, why is this in the Bible? I, I would start to research all those kinds of things. Well, who made the decision for it to be in the Bible? And what is, what is this historically, contextually? Was that person actually, do we have proof that that was a king at that time? You know, what, there's got to be some record, right? You know, and, and I started looking up and all these different things and I would do word study and I do all this stuff. And, and it was just amazing. And, and I would start to feel things on my heart. I, I, I couldn't describe it, but I felt like an inner voice, but it wasn't a voice. It was like a leading. It was like a movement. It was like a, a gentle nudge. It was like a, I would feel a strong desire to go help somebody out. I would feel a really strong desire sometimes to text somebody I hadn't talked to in a while and ask them how they were doing. I would have like a really strong desire to go say sorry to somebody for something. If I did something that wasn't right, I would have the desire to like not do that. I had this, but it was so peaceful and calm. And I'd never known a peace and calmness like that, but I found it when I was in the garage studying like that. And then what it ultimately started to change into is I would go, we live, my parents for a, a long time lived in the foothills in South San Jose. There's these beautiful hills with paths and trails that you can walk through. And at like seven o'clock in the morning and it's like all foggy and misty and you could just totally get lost up there uh, for like an hour or two. And it's the most beautiful thing. It's quiet and you just hear nature and everything. If that's your thing, you would totally love it. I personally am not so much into the outdoors. I'm a homebody, but you know, it was beautiful enough for the homebody and me to be like, well, I'm going to go for a walk. And so what I would do is I would walk and I would talk as if I was talking to God, as if he was walking right beside me. And I would get everything out. I, I would even be walking through the neighborhoods on the way to these paths. And I would just be talking out loud. I would be venting. I would be airing out my frustrations. I'd be talking about areas I wanted to grow. I was talking to God. I was becoming friends with God. I was entering into communion. And then after I would talk, I would just shut up. I would, <laughs> I would listen. I would... I would just not say anything and just let him put things on my mind. And, and then the more I did that, the more clear that inner, that inner nudge, that kind of inner push started to become phrases, started to become sentences, started to become a word, started to become a scripture, started to become more and more elaborate. And what happened is the more time I spent with God, the more I was able to understand what was his voice versus what was my wishful thinking or what was my, anxiety or fear. And I started to learn how to speak and listen and respond and act and then be still. And this would happen over the course of years where I would just every week, I would just go on these walks and I'd walk through the neighborhood, I'd walk through the path and the trail. And I would just spend time with my father. I would just spend time with my friend. I would just spend time with my savior. And then what started to change is I would start to get revelation about things and not revelation as opposed to, I was going to write a new book of the Bible, but revelation to deeper understandings of things that were already in the Bible. I would start to get more in-depth revelation on here's this verse. Here's the way everybody's taught this verse. This verse is been interpreted this way and this way and this way and this way. And I would, he would put that verse on my heart and then he would break things down to like third, fourth levels down and how this applied to me in my life. And I would just, it would just be mind blowing, like this epiphany. And then I would go teach on it and declare victory later on, or I would go talk to somebody about it or something. And it just absolutely changed my life. So for me, prayer walks and studying 
were the foundation for my Christian life, for my, my entire life. And then I, I started to, from there, it elevated to another level where I would start to intercede. I would start to, what I would do is I would study, I would go for a walk. I'd come back home because I was in college at the time. So I had time. There was days, multiple days during the week where I didn't have any classes at all. And I would just stay at home all day and I'd study and do my homework and work on projects and, and everything. And um, I would just pray and spend time with God. So honestly, for like, I think the most amount of time I'd spend time with God on average for a while was like five hours, four hours in the morning during the day. And then maybe like, you know, like it would maybe be like two or three hours in the morning and then like maybe two hours at night. And this was every day for, for years. And it changed my life. It changed the way I interacted with people. I was calling people from 10 years prior, asking them for forgiveness because I'd spend time with God and he'd be like, hey, remember that pastor that you used to serve under when you were 15 and you, you would show up and you'd be smelling like weed and you didn't care and your pants were sagging and, and you just didn't value it. He's like, I, I would love for, for you to call them and apologize for their behavior. And it was 10 years ago. I didn't have a person's number. I'd have to ask my mom to ask somebody to ask to get somebody to find on Facebook, to get that person's number. I would call that person and we'd end up crying on the phone, praying, talking with each other after years of not talking. And things like that would start to happen. I would start to feel God say, hey, that, that couple over there, they, they barely have enough for this meal um, tonight. I would like for you to go pay for their meal. And I would go pay for people's meals. And I wouldn't, I would just say, hey, can you just pay that table over there? What is their tab? And they tell me their tab and I would just pay it and leave because God would put things like this on my heart. And I was, it started to become my lifestyle all because I was spending time with God and, and my life changed dramatically, dramatically. My life started to change and it all started from my communion time with God. It all started from pursuing God in private and he pursues you back. And, and, and that's what, that's what I started to understand life is about. So I'm meeting God in that secret place and, and not doing it mundane. It wasn't mundane. I, I would spend all those hours with God. I would spend all those hours every day for years. And it never, obviously, you know, my life looks different now and, and my communion time with God is different now, but you know, I don't, I don't get to spend that much time anymore, but um, I learned how to make it count now for the time that I do spend with him. And, you know, I, I absolutely started to see that it changed, transformed my life. It was the foundation for everything I believe, everything I learned, everything I knew, every ability that he used, he used me in all, it, the foundation was my time with God. And it was fun. There was never a day where I dreaded it, where I was like, ah, I got to throw on some worship music. I got to get on my hands and knees and pray and, and worship and like, ah, because it's the greatest feeling that you could ever feel. And what you're looking for in a spouse, what you're looking for in a partner, what you're looking for in money, what you're looking for in being debt free, what you're looking for in having a person be a certain way, what you're looking for in a situation is, is found in that place. Healing, whatever it is that you're looking for, is ultimately there. Because I've, I've been all of it. I've been on the hospital bed. I've been lonely, crying out to God for a wife. I've been hungry with nothing I've slept in the car I've been I've not had a home I've had a I've, I've had a home I've not had a job I've had a job I've been all everywhere in the spectrum I've recovered from abuse in childhood I've, rec I've recovered from abuse 
in, in, in adulthood, every kind of abuse you can imagine at any kind. I've been, I've been in there. I've been in the coldest situation. I've been in the darkest situations. Everything that you're looking for in every one of those situations, everything you're looking for can be found. The answer to that can be found in communion time with God. And even now, the things that you're thinking about that you might be distracted about, that the things that you're watching TV and you get that sinking feeling in your stomach because you're worried or you have anxiety about something, or you're stressed, the answer to that problem is found in communion time with God and going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper there, spending an hour where you spend 10 minutes. And, and this is the thing God doesn't, I'm going to close with this. God doesn't want it to be mundane. He doesn't want it to just be typical. He doesn't want it to just look, oh yeah, well, you know, my, this is my thing. I put on a worship song and then I pray for my family and then I kind of just like walk around and then like I see if God has anything and then I just write it down. It's like, no, he wants to go on drives with you. God, he's going on grocery shopping with you. And it's not a matter that not, God's not with us. You know, I had a discussion recently with someone where they're like, well, I believe God's with us all the time. Yeah, absolutely. But where is your acknowledgement and your perspective? Because you can be a Christian and still go rob a bank. God's with you, but where are you acknowledging the ways of Christ in that? We have to acknowledge God in all our ways. We, ha we have to acknowledge him. We have to we have to invite him into everything we do, even though he's there, he's in all things, he comprises everything around us. I don't want to get that misconstrued, um, but we absolutely, absolutely can choose to not look to God. We can absolutely be in his presence, but him call out to us and ask where we're at. Where'd you go? Why are you hiding? Why did who told you you were naked? You know, we absolutely need to remember that we need to invite him into that. And, and it starts by inviting him into your morning. It starts by inviting him into your, into your day. But I'm going to tell you this, though. One thing I have learned, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't have a lot of proof for this other than my experience and the experience of a lot of people I trust. But you got to do it really early or really late. You got to pick one. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not saying that if you spend time with God at noon that it's not, it doesn't work. You know, I'm not saying there's no recipe. But there's something so special when the world is asleep and the and and you're sacrificing sleep to spend time with God. I, I don't I can't explain it. I know if you were listening right now, you're probably smiling and laughing because you know it's right. You and and I, am I am I wrong? I'm telling you, like you you know. If you wake up at four to spend time with God or he wake God is like the best alarm clock. He will absolutely wake you up to spend time with he, he, it was New Year's. My wife and I went to sleep. I'm going to just close out with this real quick. Sorry. It was, I hadn't been spending time. I'm going to be real with you guys. I hadn't been really, really spending time with God in, in a couple of days. It had been at least maybe three, four, five days, almost a week maybe. And I was so busy with things and tired and, and transitioning into a new job and Nicole transitioning into staying at home with the baby and just been so busy. And it was New Year's. We went to sleep at 9 o'clock p.m. on New Year's. Because uh, we were just all so tired. The baby went to sleep. And then we were just like instantly right. We knew once the baby was going to sleep, we were going to go to sleep. So we went to sleep at 9. And just right at 2 a.m. in the morning, it's so quiet. And God just woke me up. Just absolutely woke me up. Just bolt upright awake. And he just instantly, immediately starts talking to me. And it's clear as day. I'm hearing clear as day. I get out my phone. I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right. You know, <laughs> I'm up, I'm up. 
and and I start writing and I write probably the most I've ever written in my life because he's just giving me so much information and information that was going to help me in this upcoming season. And it, he pursued me. And it was a reminder of his love for me. And, and I'm pretty sure you've probably experienced something like that where he just wakes you up and speaks to you about something or wakes you up at six and call him to declare victory or wakes you up at three in the morning and is like, hey, you need to grab a pen and paper now. Like, go grab it. We need to talk. And, and, and that's the beauty of our life is that we get to have this contact point with God. So next week, we're going to, we're gonna, next Saturday, I'm going to close it out there. At, uh, I have a little, little bit of time before discussion. I'm, I'm going to have to cut it off at, at 8.30, 8.30 my time. I know that some of you are on the East Coast and some of you are on the West Coast, but it's 8.30 Mountain Standard Time. So it's 8.09 for, for me over here in Arizona right now, but I, I will have to cut it off at 8.30, but I do want to just give an opportunity if you have something to share. But before we get into that real quick, I wanted to do a a real quick, um, oh, like I was saying, though, to close out, next Saturday, we're going to get into a little bit more detailed about the little nuances and little me- mechanics of developing community time with God, being still, finding your Sabbath. Look, we're going to talk about all that. We're going to define all those terms. We're going to do all that stuff. I really, really want you to, to try to build that into the, the, your year this year. I'm telling you, it's going to change things. I really, I, I can't tell you enough. It's really going to change things. No matter what you believe, where you're at, or you're more in reform thinking, more, you know, charismatic thinking, whatever, whatever wherever you're at, it, it's going to change. It's going to change your life. It's going to absolutely change your life. Um, so, I, yeah, I absolutely want to get into that next Saturday. Call back in next Saturday. We have great stuff next week. But next Saturday, if that's something you're interested in, I'm going to be talking about that in depth, bring a notepad. And, and just write down some of the finer points of that. But but we'll get to that next Saturday. I just wanted today to, to be about my own testimony and story. And, you know, I really only kicked out Deuteronomy 8 we read out of. And, and it was just very, I just don't want you to forget, just maintain the way you hold on to God in any season is always by spending time with him. So before we get into some uh, love, life, and victory, um, I've been excited for that. I'm excited to hear everybody's testimony with that. If you have something to add, I'm excited. But before we get into that, I want to do a real quick second hello, good morning. If you called in later, you missed the first good morning. I think I missed the first good morning um, this morning even. I was The baby was waking up, so I was a little bit late getting on this morning. My bad. But if you missed that one as well um, and you would like to say hello right now, feel free to say hello, say good morning, and then I'm going to take over again. We're going to get back into the left life victory. So if you want to say hi, want to say good morning, go for it. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Happy New Year, Moses. Happy New Year, Krishanda. Happy New Year, Nikisha. Good morning. Happy New Year, this is Janice. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year, Pastor Moses. It's Gloria. Happy New Year, Gloria. Good morning, Pastor Moses. It's Priscilla. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. Good morning. It's Barbara Adeloda. God bless you. Your declaration was amazing as always. Always look forward to hearing the word that you bring, and you always bring it correct. Thank you so much, my brother. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Barbara. Thank you. Happy New Year and good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. It's Kenya. Morning, Kenya. All right, guys. I don't. I don't have too much time. 
I got to run. I'm sorry. I The only time they had for my car appointment was like right now on a Saturday morning. I know. I don't know who does that. I don't know who schedules a car appointment for this early on a Saturday. But I'm going to keep it real with you guys. I'm not going to say it was something else. I want to be transparent. I told the scheduling team. I'm like, I can't go till nine, guys. I'm sorry. So um, I do have to head out for that. But I do want to hear from you guys. I do want to hear. I'm very excited to hear about this. I, I, I love talking about this. This is my favorite subject. I promise you we'll make up for it next Saturday because I really, really do want to hear about everybody's communion time um, and what it looks like for you. I would love to hear what it looks like for you. So feel free if you if you want to share what your communion time looks like or if God put something on your heart today, feel free. And it's uh, the floor is yours. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Love you guys. Anything at all? Anything you want to share about you? Um... So I don't know if I made that clear. Love, life, victory. We're we're on. We're 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 uh, we're up and running. And love, life, and victory. If you have anything to share, feel free to share. I just want to share something. This is Pam, prosperous Pam. Hi, Moses. Um, I just know when I have that communion time and I'm getting more consistent with it now and where I cannot believe I'm finally at the point where I can wake up at like four o'clock in the morning, God wakes me up, um, just to start my day. And it's so good. And when I do that time with him, my day is just so extremely, it's just so seamless. It's, um, just amazing that time that, um, I put in with him and just share and just begin in the morning with him and just throughout the day um he's 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 amazing and my days are just so much more beautiful i notice than um i might fall off and maybe not do it and then it's just interesting how that works so glory to god and i just wanted to share that amen yeah i totally agree totally agree it's it's kind of like, I look at it this way. I look at it like, for me, it's like going to the gym. You know, when I, because I have seasons where it's like, man, I'm just on fire today after day. I'm spending time with God. And then there's times where I'm like, it's like a week or two and I haven't spent time with God. It's just like the gym for me, though. It's like when it's hard, those like first two or three days getting back in, it's it's like it can be kind of like a struggle. But then once you're in the flow of it, once you get a rhythm, you're it's just once you're in the pocket, it's hard to to fall out after that. So yeah, thank you for sharing, Pam. Does anybody have anything else they'd like to share or like to add? Hey Mo, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Good morning. Is this uh Sister Moni? Hey, hi. How you good doing? Good morning. I'm doing good. Doing good. Um, yeah, so you know, that communion time is so important because that's the time where you get your download. That's mm-hmm, the time yeah. where you can find answers. 
that's a time where he makes things clear for us. And I am going to be totally honest with you. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to try to lie. I have went for days without waiting or without waiting on him, without going to him first. I have even made decisions um, without running them by him first, you know, and it's just um, not a good idea to do that because he will let you. He will let you. He will yeah. let you make the decisions on your own. He'll let you take the wheel. He will let you do it because he says, you know, I. He he's 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 thinking. Okay, well, she's gonna come back to me. She's gonna. I'm gonna use this, you know, for my glory. I'll let her do it, you know. And so, and and I'm guilty of it. I'm human, you know. I make mistakes, but what I do know is that that it's so important to seek him first to um, go to him first when even the littlest thing with the littlest thing because you know what he honors that he he um he loves that when you come to him with the littlest thing you don't have to go tell the world oh i asked god if i should take you know take this green light i'm not talking about that he honors when you when you go to him with, with for things and 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 he blesses you for that because you you go to him and you trust him and rely on him for every little thing. Um, yeah, I've 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 yeah I've made <laughs> even recently stuff where I'm like, oh God, forgive me, I should have, you know, because he'll come back and tell me, hey, you you did that on your own, you know, and I let you do it, but I'm here for you, I'm covering you, I got you, but and then he doesn't say it but i'm thinking yeah he's telling me don't do that again you know (laughs) and and i'm sure he does this with a lot of his kids you know he's he gets us and he'll he'll let us do do, make decisions on our own without going to him but he he does it because he knows in the end he sees a big picture that we're going to learn from it so the, the the point is to learn from it when you went and did something without communing with him without you know and if you let too many days go by you can go get dry bones all this stuff right in any case, um, I really, really liked your reinforcing message today. I really, really did. I hope others did too. I'm sure they did. Some of them may have <laughs> hung up because they were confused about the call ending or not. But um, in any That's case, my... thank you, Moses. <laughs> thank you. That's my bad, by the way. I I was unclear in that. Yeah, I just meant that we had to cut early today, you know, and later on at that moment when i was saying it so that was my bad i was unclear about that it's it's been a while okay it's a new year's first this is my first declaration of the, of the new year i need some i need some time yeah but you said something i i really love is is with um you know i really agree with too is sometimes we will have anxiety about a situation that we haven't asked god about or like fear or stress or something about a situation that we haven't taken to god and then his answer is actually really like, oh, you're actually going to be okay. But if we wouldn't have talked to him, we would have had like so much fear and anxiety and stress on a, on a situation. And I've had that happen where, you know, it's actually even a serious situation with a loved one where like I really stress over this loved one. And for a lot of years, I really stressed over them and was scared and fearful and was like, okay, God, like, are you going to, I pray for them. Like, are you going to help them? Are you going to change their life and all these things? And nothing. I wasn't seeing any change. This person was still like wild. They were just out there in the streets doing crazy things, all this stuff. And like, I was like, all right, God, well, like, what, what do you have to say about this situation? Like, I'm asking, like, what, what, what am I to believe? Like, what am I to hold on to? 
And I just felt God immediately tell me, I'm growing this person. This is a part of their testimony. It's what they have to go through. It's, it's they're, they don't know how this or that. And they ha- they're going through these things, just like what we read in Deuteronomy 8. And, and I'm like, wow. And so then after that, when that person would have a crazy situation in their life, I would have peace. I would have total peace. I'd be totally, completely fine because I'm like, I know what God told me. And I know what God told me because I spend time with God and I asked him what's going on with that situation. Every time I get a prayer request, no matter what it is, whether it's health, whether it's wealth, whether it's anything, the very first thing I do, I don't pray for what that person asked me to pray. I take the situation to God and I say, God, what's going on with that situation? And then I hear what God has to say. And then I pray in accordance with what God tells me. And I'm telling you, 100% of the time, it never fails. It always happens exactly what I heard God say. But I can tell you that times that I've heard a prayer request and I pray something and it goes the opposite direction, I didn't ask God. I absolutely didn't convene and, and you know, conversate and ask God what's going on. So, yeah, that's, that's a major area. I, I'm happy you touched on that. I'm happy you brought that up because sometimes we believe something before we even ask God about it. And then we're like, tired or stressed or anxious or whatever because we never talked to god about it you know we just allowed our own thoughts to run wild with the situation totally undisciplined freaking out about something that god didn't even tell us to freak out about so yeah thank you for bringing that up that's huge i think it's that's the heart of what i wanted to talk about today you know so thank you does anybody else have if i can if i can add something moses real quick um i really like how you said you know that texting someone randomly i mean it's so necessary and it's just not even done enough. It totally isn't. Uh, I mean, it's something uh, that takes two seconds could really, um, really spread the love of God and keep someone close to God. Cause it's so, it's so important to do that, but not a lot of people think about that. And I, re- that's one thing that I really wish that, um, that we as believers could do more because when you do spend time with God and he gives you revelation, um, and you turn around, you pour it out. I mean, that's where the whole new wine comes in. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's really important to just spread the love, especially between your brothers and sisters. Call someone who you don't, when you're in communion with God, he'll give you that person to um, call and encourage and lift up, send them, shoot them a verse, you know, to keep them holding on. Because we go through the whole year thinking, and I know that I'm guilty of it. We go through the whole year thinking, oh, they're fine. You know, they're believers. Leave them alone. No. Believers need to be held up, and a verse could make all the difference. And the Amen. way you get that is by spending your communion time with God. God, who can I bless today? Get Put somebody on my mind. And he will. He will. When you ask him that, he will, because he knows who of your brothers and sisters needs to be lifted up, who needs a word. And he'll even give you the word to give them. In any case, I just want to add that. Thank you, Moses. Amen. I totally 100% agree with that. 100% agree. Can't I can't even add anything to that. Does anybody else have um, something that they would like to add say? Hi, this is Sister Priscilla. I just want to say thank you for the declaration. What you did for me today in your declaration um, basically is uh, just being uh, being intentional about your communion time. Um, you were, I've heard this before, um, and I think I know what God has told me and shown me what, what gets in my way is the cares of my world. I, I get worried about, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do that. And um, 
it stresses me out and I'm not spending quality time with the Lord. I'm not resting in him. I'm not trusting um, the process. I'm not trusting that he's got this. It's okay. Um, I can spend time with him, put that. It's okay. He's going to take care of this. What you um, gave to me today is exactly what I needed because it's time for me to step into that relationship um, level where I am hearing from him daily, precisely, and I'm being intentional about spending that quality time with him. I've been sporadic and all over the place. And this is a ch- this is a chance for all of us to be transparent and honest about it, because God knows it anyway, and 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 step into what God wants from us in that relationship, and the order and the process. I think is is similar for a lot of us because I've heard it before, and this is the way. And so I this is what I've gotten from it, and I and appreciate it. And I had to check myself and. Um, I'm reading right now in the morning. I get up and read Jesus is Calling. It was a gift that someone had given to me. And that's not all I'm reading, but that's just one of the things I'm reading early in the morning. But for me, it's just been um, the nervous process of it, not trusting enough, not 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 being intentional, um, and being not being consistent and I'm all over the map. That That's basically what... As I'm, you know, reflecting on my communion time with him, um, and I'm one that loves nature. I have a beautiful park right where I live, right across the street, with a bird sanctuary, and um, I'm always walking in and talking to the Lord, but not as consistent as you were when you said you were two hours in the morning and two, and you were loving it. I love it too. I come home and I'm like, God, I can't wait to get home and be with you. But I'm not hearing what I need to be hearing. So I must have all kind of things on my mind that's getting in the way of me hearing from the Lord. Because I want nothing to stop this time with him. You know, I have inter I, I have people coming in my life that that want to be involved with me or, or want to get to know me and I'm really not I want it but I don't want it now. I I, I don't know if I'm making sense. Because <laughs> I'm still like even more conversation. Okay. I feel like my conversation right now is even all over the map. But anyway <laughs> but anyway, um because because it's so sweet right now with the Lord and, and in order for me to get the breakthroughs that I that I want, that I know that are so near, as you said, and I I, can, I, I sense that inside of me, they're so near. It's just time. It's time for me to walk in the ministry. It's time for me to walk in all the things that he's shown me and taught me over the years. Um, it, it, it's it's just time, and 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 that that piece of communion time needs to be more consistent and more solid. That's that's the truth. So I appreciate this declaration so much. The timing is perfect for me. Thank you so much. Truly, thank you. I as you were as you're speaking, I just couldn't help but just smile and shake my head and just lift my hand up. I'm literally just like. Like, I wanted to just, like, say amen to everything you're saying because it's so true. It's so real. And you absolutely, I could just tell that you get it. Like, you've been there. Like, you totally understand this because that's exactly what it's like. 
you know, and I, I remember, I remember this way. I remember this guy, the young, younger guy, I was kind of like, uh, I guess you could say I was like discipling him. I was kind of mentoring him and he worked out so much. And I, and I used to work out, you know, I would say work out, you know, I go to the gym and all that, but, um, he went to the gym. He would go to the gym for four hours every day. And I used to think to myself, first of all, they don't even have that much equipment at this gym, bro. What are you doing going for four hours, right? I would go in and out in 30, 40 minutes. I got it done. It was like, I mean, I'm kind of just like 50% effort on the treadmill a little bit. I might lift some of the dumbbells and like the little section somewhere. And, and then I was like making those excuse trips to the water fountain like every five minutes. You know, and then like not even going up all the way on sit-ups and all that stuff. And then I'm out. I'm like immediately out. And then I felt good afterwards. I'd be like, man, I went to the gym today. I did it. I'm so, man, this is awesome. But like I really wasn't doing anything and I wasn't seeing any progress or results either. Like I was just like, I'd still eat fast food. I'd still be all, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I felt good though when I walked out of the gym and my communion time started becoming that. I was still suffering in some areas that I needed some growth in, but if I had just prayed for five minutes and real quick, thank you, Lord, uh, protect me from all evil, protect my, my loved ones from all evil, um, and help me. I need, uh, some money for this and this and this and that or whatever in Jesus name. Amen. And I played like the intro to a worship song. They hadn't even played the music yet. And then I walked out and I'm like, man, I spent some time with God. That was pretty, uh, kind of a good Christian. If uh, you ask me, if you think about it. You know, but the reality of it was, it was the quality of time. And I realized my friend would work out for four hours. Oh, that what you think? No, his flight leaves uh, at eight o'clock. Oh, if we could just uh, check your phone to mute it. We got some volume there. Thank you guys. Appreciate that. Um, it was passion that kept him there. It was passion that, that kept him at the gym for four hours because he, he truly loved and enjoyed it. And when I was spending that much time with God, I didn't even, re a lot of times, I'm going to be completely honest with you, like 98% of the time, I didn't even realize that I was spending two or three hours with God. I would just look at the clock and be like, oh my God, I was interceding, I was praying, and it's been two or three hours. And then I couldn't wait to get home from class later that night to do it again, because it was, it was, it was the greatest thing. I had never spent time with a person and, and loved it that much. Like, and it's the same God. There's nothing that has changed since then. But it's like you said, I have changed. Like, I've had stresses and worries and my schedule and being all over the map and everything. You know, like, every single one of us can relate to that. That That is all of us. That is every single one of us. It's about we sh we make time for someone. We showed up by – but we show somebody how much we value them by making time for them. And a relationship's the same way. You know, like, my wife's really big on quality time and us spending quality time together. But if I just never saw my wife, never talked to her, never had any quality time, quality time with her, and then just expected our marriage to just be amazing and great and all this stuff, well, I'd be in for a huge rude awakening because she needs time. And, and how was your day? And what did you do? How was the day with the baby? And like, what did you guys do? Did you guys go to the park? Or, you know, what, what, you know, how was when she was, she, she used to work in oral surgery. How, how was, how was your day at the office? You know, did you guys have successful surgeries and all this and everything? I would hope. And, um, you know, like all these kinds of things, like if you need quality time to build a relationship with somebody, to understand their nature, to understand them and to show them love. And you can't say you love God if you're not 
doing the things that you do when you love somebody, you know, and it, and we get so consumed with just sin stuff and doing the right thing and the wrong thing, but it's so much deeper than that. That's such a rudimentary, just like primal understanding, like just very basic understanding. Like a love story is about intimacy, is about connection. And our time with God is our intimate time with God, our personal time with him, our time where we run away. It's beautiful. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing you'll ever do in life. And and I think we need to get back to that. I, I think a lot of us, we need to get back to that, myself included. I need to I need to d- be more consistent with it, you know, and, and do it more and more. But it's there. Um, so, yeah, I, I absolutely I'm so I'm so happy for you. Thank you for sharing that. I think you have such a profound understanding of communion time with God and and you know what it it will develop because I want to tell you this um specifically if you're still listening I I want to tell you this sorry I'm, I here. I'm still here no that's okay I'm it's good I'm here <laughs> last thing I want to close out telling you and this is for everybody too but primarily for you um we we are not always meant to hear something when we spend that communion time God. Sometimes the best times we could have somebody is silence. And we oscillate back and forth between seasons of it's really easy to spend time with God. And it's really easy to worship. And it's really easy to get a revelation and a message. I'm going to be honest with you. That's the season that I'm in right now in my life. But I was not in this season six months ago. Right now I can sit down and pray with God. And I got a notebook, three pages filled. And it's easy to worship. And it's easy for me to go to that place. And, and God's opened so many doors. But six months ago, I didn't want to sit down. I, I couldn't hear from God. I couldn't hear anything. I'd read the verse and I'd get nothing. I'd all these things, you know, and I'd oscillate my life back and forth. I'd go back and forth between these two. And it was just like a wave. Like it was just, you know, slowly going back and forth between these two. Sometimes we don't hear things from God because he wants us to sit and just revel in the silence of his beauty. And the beauty of his silence, really. And, um, you know, like that's that's one of the things is do we always need a revelation? Do we always need an answer? Because then in that case, we're always going to be praying and, and we're going to categorize our relationship with him and our time with him as successful and unsuccessful. But when you love somebody, you don't look at your time with them as, oh, OK, I hit 50 minutes. Good. All right. You go your way. I'm going to go my way. You know, you just spend time with them because you love to be with them whether they're working or you guys are watching a movie or you're reading a book or you're doing anything. Same thing happens with God. Sometimes He just be still with us. He just wants to be silent with us. He just wants us to go. I've taken Sabbath nap. I know that sounds crazy, but I, I've taken Sabbath nap where I just rest and just enjoy our time of rest. I've gone on drives where I just go on a drive to to the to run an errand, and it's just a time with God where I go run an errand with, and I just talk to Him, or I just sit in silence and I can be alone. You know, so it can look like anything. And that's what we're going to talk about next Saturday. I'm going to get into that a little bit more in, in more detail. But before we close out, does anybody um, does anybody have any um, anything? Uh, also, to whoever sneezed, God bless you. To whoever sneezed, I know it's a little bit late, but God bless you. Um, and also, do we have anything that we need to close, uh, close out with? Is there anything, any announcements? I don't think so. Does anybody have any closing thoughts, by the way, either before we close out? Going once. Twice. Okay. Thank you guys for calling in today so much. I really, I, I mean, such a great, rich time together again. 
I promise we'll make up for it next Saturday. We'll have more time. Call, bring a friend. Bring somebody who you know needs some rest and some 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 prayer time. We're going to start this year out with rest. You know, we're going to start this this year out with Sabbath, with resetting with God. And we're not going to talk about you know results and success. We're going to get. I want to talk about that in February. I want to talk about you know success and what does it look like in a healthy way not overworking yourself i really want to talk about that in february and that's going to be good i got some good stuff on that okay so i, I want you to mark your calendar so that in february but but this month we're going to take we're going to do what's counterintuitive we're going to step back to prepare us to launch forward so um i really want to do that i'm excited to get into detail about how to rest and sabbath next saturday and just pursuing god in that and and it's in alignment with our theme this month which is pursuing god I want to thank everybody for calling in today. Uh, thank our, our team, our production team, our every everybody that's behind the scenes, that's on the computer side of everything. Um, David uploading stuff and Dion and the rest of the leadership team. And just want to give a big shout out to the scheduling team and everybody that makes this happen every day. And there's so many people involved with this and we have intercessors and we have everybody. And if you would like to join the team and you could see yourself doing this kind of stuff during declarations, um, I, I've taught a class recently on helping people uh, give declarations in public speaking, and we might maybe get into that again this year, but if you would like to serve in any way, I know we could always use prayer words, we could always use greeters, we could always use schedulers, we could always use anybody if you would just like to serve. I would also like to take time to ask if, if God puts it on your heart, if you, if you would be so kind to just give if there's a, the, a financial uh, you know, burden on your heart to give and bless, declare victory. I know that there is a, a cash app and a Venmo and all that and a PayPal that you can give to and just help keep all this up and running. There, There is costs associated. And, and I know that the ministry absolutely blesses the community with this. And, and it's, it's a cause I definitely believe in. I definitely love being a part of this family and serving on this team. So if you feel that on your heart, reach out on Facebook in the in the victory room. And um, you're going to get a, get a hold of get a hold of Sister Moni. And I just want to thank everybody again one last time. So I'm going to close this out in prayer. Father, I just I thank you, Lord. You, you're just so you're moving. I just see so much breakthrough coming this year. I I could feel it. We're on the verge. It's like an avalanche. I just see this avalanche of breakthrough coming for each one of us. But I know that before we walk into that breakthrough, each one of us, I just want to say, Lord, I I just pray for rest. I pray for Sabbath. I pray for communion time with you. And I thank you for that, Lord. I, I praise you that you're aligning us with you and that you're helping us to your heart. And I, I thank you for that, Lord. I want to pray that blessing over everybody that will be able to find that, whatever it looks like for each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everybody. You are dismissed. Have a good weekend. Happy New Year. Good morning. And uh, we'll, we'll be right back Monday morning, same time, same place. And I'll be talking part two on this next Saturday. So thank you guys. Have a great week. Love you guys. Take care. Have a great day. Bye.